This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch into this live Saturday edition of the program, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. I'm hearing some commercials or something like that in the background there. And they've gone now, which is good. All right, so uh, we talked to you about what you want to discuss, and we can start things out here tonight with a pretty disturbing story. And I know you said you didn't want me to talk about this, Mark, but that just gave me all the more reason to do it. Yeah. Uh, The story's out of Sacramento, California, CNN reporting about child prostitutes, or what they're calling child prostitutes. For the most part, it's teenage prostitutes. But they love to lump children and teenagers together as though they're exactly the same. Right, as though seven-year-olds are the same as 13-year-olds. So here's the story. For more than two years, undercover cops on the Sacramento Police Department's vice squad have been working on one of the most draining beats, trying to crack down on online child prostitution. Police have nabbed nearly 70 girls under the age of 18 since 2005. Most of the girls were released to foster or group homes. Those are just the official figures. Investigators think there are many more child prostitutes out there. And it's no easy task. Sergeant Pam Sefford, the Sacramento Police Department, said, We're asking these girls to do a big thing, which is to stop what they're doing. Stop what's working for them. Surviving is basically what they're doing, she says. Sacramento Police are working with the FBI as part of a nationwide campaign to combat underage prostitution called Innocence Lost. The goal of the program, which is now in almost 30 U.S. cities, is to decriminalize the girls and concentrate on catching the pimps who control them. It makes me really angry, said Seifert. I think everybody on the team has different reactions to it, but I just flat out get really angry that some guy thinks he can take this girl and basically deprive her of her freedom. It's not uncommon for the officers in the unit to put in 30-hour shifts. They're so dedicated, Mark, so dedicated. Oftentimes their work is heart-wrenching, and I don't doubt it. Uh, I mean, we are talking about a this world... This is horrible. Right. We are talking about a world of prohibition here. And so inevitably you are going to run across some pretty nasty situations. You're going to uh, run across some pimps that are the worst of the worst. These aren't just pimps that are pimping out regular adult um, prostitutes. They're pimping out young teenage girls, and they just have the, all the mo- you know all the more control over them be- because of that. And it's certainly awful. It's terrible what's happening. But look at the numbers here. They've n- they've arrested nearly seventy girls under the age of eighteen. They I mean th- they know that there are more out there. And they- I'm not sure. Uh, look, you know. I know a girl that had a uh, prostitution charge. Um, you know, I met her in the course of my life. And, you know, it didn't help her to get hired anywhere. It didn't help her in her day-to-day life. Once I found out that she had a prostitution charge, I'm like, ugh. You know, and, and it's got to hap- It's got to be the same way for employers and all that other stuff. It doesn't help to arrest these girls for prostitution. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what the solutions are, but I know that the solution isn't arresting a 15 or 16 year old girl for prostitution. Well, I agree with you there. Um, but then again, what about the ones that aren't working with pimps? Are you saying we should legalize prost- uh, teenage prostitution? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, uh, well, for, for one, they have teen court options. 
right? So what what are you saying that they should go and pick up some trash or something like that? I mean, teen what, court. I don't. What, teen court doesn't have uh, con- it doesn't does not include convictions. So what happens when someone goes to teen court? I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I just know that they're given some kind of sentence, and if they complete their sentence, then they, they're off on their merry way without a conviction. So what if they go back and start prostituting themselves again? What, at below an age of 18? Yeah. Look, at, there, there's going to be somebody at some point or another that's going to uh, you know, just be such a, a hardened teen prostitute that they're going to you know, buck whatever system um, you put in place in order to stop teen prostitution. Somebody's going to do that. So then wouldn't it make sense to essentially legalize teenage prostitution? So I'm not that prepared that to say lady that, no. Is, so that young lady is not necessarily put in the hands of a violent, dangerous pimp or possibly I would say put that, in the hands of a violent, dangerous John? I would say that the, uh, the, the that as far as legalizing prostitution, if you did it for adults, uh, the fact is prostitution is occurring in just about every town um, in the nation. And if it's not occurring for, um, for cash on the barrel head, it's certainly occurring for, uh, you know, niceties that people can provide to each mm-hmm. other. Um, prostitution's occurring for adults, and I think that we should make it legal that uh, adults can participate in prostitution. I, you know, as far as the age of consent, I think that uh, it should be lowered a bit. I don't think that, um, you know, I, I think 18's a bit high. But, no, I'm not prepared to say that 14-year-olds can uh, sell their bodies. No, I'm not. Well, they obviously are, Mark. So, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, they are. you can deny if you want. You can say, well, I don't think they can do that. But they are. They're out there doing it. In fact, they actually interviewed a 14-year-old prostitute. We'll, uh, we'll continue with the story here. Vice Squad officer, excuse me, says uh, child prostitution is even tougher on the parents of these girls. Uh, one of the parents' daughters had been missing for more than two weeks. They waited for hours at a police headquarters in hopes their daughter would be found. Vice Squad officers found her in a downtown apartment with Bruce William Carter, a 21-year-old man who police said had posed on the Internet holding fistfuls of cash. He pleaded not guilty to charges of statutory rape and was held in lieu of uh, $35,000 bail. The couple's daughter, who had just turned 17, was detained but not arrested. It hurt, said Rosalind, who appeared weary and a bit shell-shocked, because you don't want to see your children involved in things like this. You don't realize how dangerous the Internet is. Now, we've got to keep her away from the Internet. Well, why is that? Is it because you think she's going to go back out there and start turning more tricks? Is that why you're keeping her away from the Internet? I suspect... Police say most of the ads appear on Craigslist, the popular and free Internet classified site, under a category named Erotic Services. Well, uh, first off, I would say that this, uh, this is really an issue of, uh, you know, children working. If a 15-year-old wants to have cash in their pocket, it's darn difficult for them to work. You can't get a job at most places at that age. I, I mean, it, almost no place will hire you. Um, you might be able to convince uh, lawn mowing or uh, sidewalk shoveling or something like that. But that's that's about where the options end, and... Well, and a lot of these teen girls are they they're people that are you know they they like the purses and they like the the fashion mm-hmm. and the name brands and all that and if you aren't working at a job then how are you going to afford all of the the name brands how are you going to keep up with your if you're 15 or 14 and you've got friends that are 16 old enough to work how are you going to keep up with them well you can go turn some tricks and make some real quick easy money a, a lot of a lot of kids don't consider oral sex to be sex uh, these days, and so I mean, you know, it's 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 a small step for them to uh, to decide to do that. And I think we could I, I think we could really um, you know put a put a dent in this if we allowed kids to work. If that 15 year old girl could go to the mall and get a job at 
Benetton or, mm-hmm. uh, pardon me, I don't even know what these stores are, Express or Limited or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever the stores whatever. are that are hip, because believe me, I don't know what, Abercrombie and Fitch, that's one. Um, <laughs> if she can get a job at Abercrombie and Fitch working as a 15-year-old, she'll have a little money in her pocket and yeah. she'll be much less likely to do something silly like this. Absolutely the case. I think that's a sensible idea, Mark. So let's review here. We've talked about how uh, regular adult prostitution should absolutely be legal. We're both definitely on the same page with that. That's going to It's take... happening already, and, and adults are doing it and, right. And right now in your community. I don't see any reason to put people in jail for it. That's... If you want to get it off the street, you want to get it out of, um, out of the bad section of town... Legalize well, that's it. how you legalize yep. it. Exactly right. The reason why women are out on the street prostituting themselves is because they're so desperate for the cash, and that's what the uh, the prohibition of prostitution does, is it drives the dregs out into the streets, the ones that are crackheads or whatever, are just trying to get as much money as they possibly can so they can go back to their pimp and get a, a rock of crack or something like that. So actually, ending the war on drugs would also help. I mean, while we're ending prohibition on prostitution, ending prohibition of drugs, would also go a long way because many of the street whores that you see or that you hear about or you might see footage of on cops are again pretty most of them are pretty drug-addled people because the uh, the higher class girls the ones that aren't wasted on on dope are All the time <laughs> they aren't on the streets right those girls are doing in call they're doing out call they're coming to guys homes Escorting and offices people, places yeah. you know on their arms at parties and that kind of thing too right those girls you don't see them getting busted because they aren't as desperate as the ones that are just looking for their next fix. So if drugs were legal, the price of drugs would go down dramatically to where these girls wouldn't have to sell themselves. You think they want to do that? Most of them don't. No, they don't. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What do you think should happen? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As we continue the discussion here about child, what they're calling child prostitution, now, again, for the most part, we're dealing with teenage girls, not children. I think it's important to make that distinction. But nonetheless, many people are going to be disturbed by this particular story. Everyone wants to believe that their children are innocent little angels and that they would never do anything wrong. Uh, of course, I don't know. Is this wrong necessarily? Kids experiment. Kids do things sexually sexually. In this case, you've got a, some cases of uh, some teens who were forced into it, in which case that's certainly awful. Uh, but many of them weren't. Many of them just chose on their own volition to prostitute themselves for whatever reasons. Uh, one young lady, a 14-year-old girl in Sacramento, uh, CNN interviewed her, said she started selling herself as a prostitute at age 11. She said, I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel important. Makes you wonder what was going on at home with mom and dad. Obviously, she wasn't getting the attention that uh, that she needed. But that's not the only reason. I mean, that's the re- that's the one interview they selected for this story. But I remember years ago, I, I happened to be, I think I was working at Kmart at the time, and I was sitting in the break room watching some daytime television, and uh, Oprah 
had some teenage prostitutes on her show, and many of those girls were not repentant at all about what they were doing. They were absolutely doing it because they wanted the new Gucci handbag or whatever, and this was the quickest, easiest way to uh, to get to that. And so going back to your suggestion, Mark, if adult prostitution was actually legal, then that would reduce the demand gen- generally for, for, uh, for prostitution, especially teen prostitution, because a lot of guys could go out and they could hire, you know, some 18-year-old girl right, and know, have her dress up like a schoolgirl or something yeah, it, like that. Absolutely. And it's going to decrease the demand because imagine for a second that 16-year-old prostitute is illegal. However, the 18-year-old one is not. I mean, what are people going to, uh, what are they going to do? It, it seems to me that uh, it would it greatly reduce the demand in this particular area. And re- reduce the, the price as well. If, there's a, if there are legal prostitutes in the marketplace, price will go down because they're able to compete openly. They're able to, to advertise what their rates are, essentially. And if you want to undercut the competition, you can find out what their rates are and undercut the competition. Whereas in the illegal prostitution marketplace, you're dealing with a black market uh, service, and therefore it, these women can charge pretty much whatever they want to. I mean, certainly there's still some level of price competition involved, but it's always inflated. Uh, the prices are always inflated because of the black market factor, and these girls are taking a risk. Whether we're talking about teenage girls or adult ladies, they're taking a risk doing what they're doing, and so therefore it has to be worth their while. They have to just same thing with drug dealers. You know, if you're going to sell drugs, you've got to make it worth your while. You can't just do it for a charity sort of thing. Right. I mean, you know, the reason the drugs are so high is because of the danger the drug dealers have to go through in order to do it. In some cases, uh, danger from their side of the street, which is uh, violence on, you know, violence from people, the the bad guys. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, violence from the good guys because you never know whether the cops are going to, uh, you know, are they here to arrest you or shake you down a little bit? You know, do they just want a little payoff or what? And so, and sometimes it's the arrests and you just never know. But. I will go a step further than you, Mark, and actually call for the legalization of teenage prostitution. Well, because you because, always take the crazy position. And I will do it for the same reason. It's not crazy. It's because I care about um, people. And I will, do, I will take this position for the same reason that I take the position that adult prostitution should be legal. The facts are, despite everything you've pointed out, and it's all been correct, Mark, as long as teenage prostitution is prohibited... There will always be people that are in search of the, whether it's prohibited or not, always will be people that are in search of that particular service. Sure. They're, they're willing to break the law as they are today. And therefore, Some will you be. will still have a black market. You will still have a situation where dangerous pimps and dangerous Johns will be able to get their nasty little mitts on these young ladies and possibly harm them, just as you do with adult prostitutes. When you're an adult prostitute, or any sort of prostitute, and you're meeting some guy you've never met before in a hotel, you know, some scummy hotel room to turn a trick, you don't know who the hell you're encountering. Could be a cop, could be some psychopath, could be some guy that just likes to rape and kill uh, prostitutes. So you never know who you're going to get. Or, you know, it can, the, the reverse can happen, where the innocent John is just trying to uh, 
you know, have his get his jollies, and he ends up running into a woman who's teamed up with some bruiser of a guy who happens to be waiting in the hotel room and beats the hell out of the guy, and then they steal his wallet and they leave. So there's all kinds of violence. That some would say good to that. I I don't. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, what's the difference between a guy going in and getting a getting a massage, um, you know, in the rest of the parts of his body as opposed to that one particular part of his body? Well, I mean, yeah, well, what's the difference between a guy going and actually paying for some sex versus a guy going to a bar, buying a whole bunch of drinks for a girl, crossing his fingers, taking her home, and hoping that he gets some? I mean, why is that so much better than some guy just laying down a price and coming to an agreement? Right. It's just the marketplace for sex. That's all it is, and it is the world's oldest profession. It's never going to go anywhere. It's not going to disappear Regardless of how much the police uh, crack down and enforce things, so I understand that when somebody hears uh, when when somebody hears me say teenage prostitution should be legal, it's it sounds abhorrent, it sounds terrible. But the fact is, today you have teenage girls prostituting themselves, and they're putting themselves in much greater danger than they would in a legal environment, an environment where you would know who your customers are. There would be some sort of recourse against uh, of, of violent individual there could be some protection you could be working for someone legitimately instead of a violent dangerous pimp i mean look there are so many different reasons to do this not to mention the safety factor i mean these these girls and teenagers and adult women alike are getting into a very dangerous business not just um, from violence but also from sexually transmitted diseases and we have seen out in uh, nevada for instance where in most of nevada it is legal to be a prostitute We've seen that the safety factor increases, that the brothels have their girls tested. Now, that would be one extra reason for somebody to, if you were just to go halfway, Mark, with your proposal, if you were to have legal adult prostitution, that would be an extra reason for people to go with the adult prostitute because because they they would know they're clean and tested and certified. If If it's legal, it's going to be regulated. So that's all. I just wanted to throw that out there, and uh, if you want to comment on this at 800-259-9231, because I don't think it's going to do these girls any good to put them in a jail cell or to punish them uh, for this. It's just going to—it's just going to make them hate the system. It's going to make them, you know, uh, disrespect the police, and it's not necessarily going to stop them. They might just go right back out and start tr- and, and turn some more tricks. A few more thoughts here. Craigslist, again, is the website where people are going to uh, to do this. And... The young lady said she used Craigslist because it's free. Craigslist has gotten a lot, has gotten as much uh, bad press as uh, MySpace. I, you know, it, it makes me wonder if they're going to shut these uh, websites down in the future. Well, they're certainly going to to use stories like this as their excuse to go and regulate the internet, whether they're shutting the sites down or whatever it is they end up doing about this. Uh, as the cops were saying, the Internet's so scary, or the parents are saying they've got to keep their daughter away from the Internet. Good luck with that. 800-259-9231. You're going to just lock her in a room or something and feed her uh, at certain times of the day, not let her out, not let her anywhere near a computer. More coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, as well as a dial-up version. Both of them are free for you at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Let's go to your phone calls. Ladies come first. It's Esther listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Esther. Hello, Esther. Hello. Hey. I I just heard it's WFTL. Oh, you're listening on WFTL on the East Coast. Excellent. What's on your mind today? Um, okay, my comment is this. Um, the gentleman before was talking about how teenage girls today prostitute themselves and how it would probably be much better to have the brothels like they do in Nevada. Yes. I grew up in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua, which is um, the country that um, Somoza, you know, then the Sastinistas took over. Well, I came way before that, in 1964. My mother died, so I came in 1965. And I studied here. I went to high school, college, and now I've been happily married for 39 years, and I have a bunch of kids. Okay. And they're all very, very well. Um, they were brought up with morals, and this is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter, and she's 28 years old, but she was brought up with the morals that I was brought up in Nicaragua. And believe it or not, in Nicaragua, they have more prostitution from teenage kids from even 10 years old. Mm. It could even be younger than that. Um, the reason I found out that it was even younger, I just was in Nicaragua about last year in June. I have a little, sis, a little sister that's the same age as my older son because after my mother died, my father remarried, and he has two more little girls. Okay. My little sister has a center in Nicaragua. For She goes all over the town, all over the country, picking up the little girls, and then she talks to them about, morals and God, and then she has a, a home that she started bringing them in, and now she has like um, a factory making t-shirts, and people can just donate something, because she started this herself. And do you know that this is the thing to do with these little kids? Not to make a brothel and make it up because they get checked, because you have to remember one thing. It doesn't matter what you use, whether it be the condoms or whether it be pills or whether it be whatever contraception it is, the best, best way to prevent any disease or pregnancy is abstinence. Sure. And if children I mean, were brought up, there, you know, I, I understand. Absolutely. Abstinence is, is the best system. But you do understand that people are going to participate in uh, prostitution, right? Well, like you said before, it is the oldest profession from even back in the olden days. Uh, it's in the Bible that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. No, no, Bible didn't say. Oh, hold up. Before you go on, Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. Bible didn't say that. Um, it often she was, but she for, No, no, she no, it doesn't. <laughs> go back and read it. It okay, does not call Mary Magdalene a prostitute. It. Jesus did hang out with prostitutes. However, Mary Magdalene was not one of them. 
So oh, I want to just get so make sure we're on the same page here. What oh, I'm talking let me, about. Let me ask you this question. Hang on, Esther. You can ask okay. a question in a moment. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Okay, now ahead. you're talking about rescuing these teenage girls from a life of prostitution, which I think yes. is fine. I think it, that you should be able to to do that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that these girls should be put in jail cells. I don't believe that that is uh, an appropriate way to rescue them. I don't believe that. No, the, they don't put them in a jail. What it is is they have a big home. By the church that they eat, they have a place to eat, they have a place to sleep, right. and then they go to church. I think it's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I think I think that's if that's the life you want to lead is to to help rescue these girls. Then fantastic. There's certainly going to be uh, some people that will really appreciate that. You'll likely be able to raise some money for uh, well, for what you're doing. I don't need doing. to raise any money. She does enough by just people donating on her own. If Great. she were to ask me to go to my I have belonged to the same parish and are over here in the Archdiocese of Miami and I have been in my parish for the past thirty uh, two years that I've been living in Well, this, Esther, uh, I'm glad area. you're out there doing good things and I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you for the call. But I would like to Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Clearly, she cares about these young ladies. She's trying to rescue them from this life. And I'm pointing out that by legalizing prostitution, that is also a way to care about these young ladies because it helps them get out from the underground. The business would no longer be a prohibited service, and so therefore maybe it wouldn't be as hard to find the teenage prostitutes in order to rescue them in the first place. Let's continue with Skip listening on WVTS in... In Charleston. Skip, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Skip? What was the question? What's on your mind, Skip? Well, I was uh, in a philosophical dilemma about what the subject is. All right. Well, tell us about your philosophical dilemma. (laughs) Well... I think that uh, a libertarian point of view, you ought to be able to do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting somebody else. There you go. That's right. Sounds good to me. However, people that are young, children, teenagers, they don't understand what they're getting involved with. Is that true? Because last night I told a little story, and I wonder uh, if that's necessarily true. I, mean, I think it p- can be true for some young people, but for others, I don't know about that. Because when I was t- about 10 or 11 years old, I was actually turning tricks. Now, it wasn't like with a bunch of people or anything. It was with the next-door neighbor, and I was doing it for video games or whatever it was that uh, that I was getting. <laughs> but I was essentially a, a, a child prostitute, and, and I don't think my life would have been made any better by uh, being arrested or having the, uh, the guy... You know, the guy that I was doing that with, having him get arrested or whatever. I don't really see how that would have been the case. And I knew 100% what I was doing. I understood exactly that I was uh, essentially engaging in prostitution. And uh, it it made sense to me. I would made the choice coherently to do it. What do you say to that? Well, have you ever uh, thought about yourself and what it's done to you? I mean, your moral values and just doing whatever is whatever. 
do, do you think, Mark, you know There's me pretty well? Am I a, am I a moral guy? I think, I think in, guy? The, in the operation of your own life, you, uh, you, you are upright and moral. I think that um, you, you, you clearly don't have any standards for the next person. Uh, you, know? you don't require anyone I else. I have a lot of standards for the next person. Right, but I respect that, and I don't think that if, if anybody is underage, they ought to have... Uh, the right, or they ought to be coerced by older, older. Oh yeah, I agree uh, with you. Coercion, I am completely against. Females. Thank you, Skip, for the call tonight. I am completely against coercion. You know, and and it's the difficulty with an age, and I'm 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 with I'm not saying that I agree with this because I certainly don't. I don't. I think it's bizarre um, when you talk about child uh, prostitution, legalizing it, and all that stuff. But the problem is, is where should the age be? Well, if you make it 18, then if a 17-year-old, you know, decide, you know, decides to do it and I manage to get caught up with a 17-year-old mm-hmm. prostitute, I'm going to jail. Well, how did I know that she was 17 necessarily? Or if she's if she's one day below 18, yeah. she's unca- incapable of making the decision. One day above 18, she suddenly it's absurd. Yeah, it, it, it's it's difficult to and, know. And uh, the, again, the uh, the stories that you'll hear some of these um, teen girl prostitutes, the ones, a couple of the ones I saw on the Oprah show years ago, they were they had their money stolen from them. Like, they'd worked real hard to, to make some money at the uh, the prostitution business, and when the cops caught them, the cops took all their damn money. <laughs> well, um, what was the caller's name again? That was Skip. Skip. Now, one thing that I, I sort of I agree with Skip on is that, yes, someone has to be old enough to make informed cons- consent when it comes to, uh, you know, sexual uh, adventures, but it, the difficulty is knowing when that informed consent comes. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think we should leave that to the individuals to decide. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. We've got Lewis and Josh and John all on the line. Ladies, come first if you dial in toll free at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live... Then we ask that you shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you're going to buy, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Travel less, meet online, try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com and enter promo code 600, that's 600, and you can start your free trial of WebEx today. That's W-E-E, excuse me, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial today. And you also get a free uh, webcam so that you can better use the product. W-E-B-E-X.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Ladies first, it's Christina calling from Clearwater, listening to WFLA. Hello, Christina. Uh, Yes, thank you for taking my call. I'm a grandma and a great-grandma. All right. And I think it should be legalized. Excellent. Uh, I would rather my son to have it legalized uh, as these girls are examined and, um, and they also, whatever money 
that they received, they keep mm. and not get in trouble with the law uh, and have their lives ruined with the, a record and the gentlemen that uh, uh, pay for the service shouldn't have a, a criminal record. You're very uh, I believe very strongly, and I also pray that someday this would be legalized before God takes me to his kingdom. Boy, I sure, I sure hope so. I wish it would happen uh, sooner rather than later, though it just doesn't seem as though it's too popular of an idea. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's the puritanical history of this country, people seem to have a problem with the idea of selling sex for money, and I just don't understand it. I understand if you, if you, if you disagree on a moral basis, that's fine. Just don't, right. en- don't engage in that. Uh, I mean, th- th- just right. because you don't like it doesn't mean other people should be prohibited from engaging in a voluntary choice, a, uh, a, something that Correct. they've consented to. Yes, I think it would be a blessing if people would stop and just think uh, whether they have children or not. I prefer that it's legalized so that these young girls are given good medical care. Yep, and they'll be safer too. They won't have to deal with uh, violent pimps. Uh, there, right. I mean, the the, uh, the 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 rate of the abductions that you'll see, like run, yes. usually what you see is runaway girls. They get abducted and they get kind of brought into the fold of this underground sick, sick world where they essentially are turned into to sex slaves and they barely even get to keep any of the money that they're earning. It most of it goes to the pimp, and then the pimp can do things like abuse uh, abuse the young lady and and harm them in in you know in ways met both mentally and physically. And these are things that are only possible. Possible because of the black market, because of right. prohibition. You don't see that happening to prostitutes out in Nevada. They're well treated right. by their brothels. Right, and uh, and God bless them. Uh, I took a trip with my late husband, and they look beautiful and gorgeous. But if you go on the streets where there's prostitution, where they have to hide and sneak, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they look so uh, run down yeah, and so true. I mean uh, dirty uh, and they are it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I, I don't understand and um, as I said um very old. It sounds that way. (laughs) And you're a very sweet lady, and I really appreciate you calling in tonight, Christina. Thank you, because it was the most sensible thing I think that's been said so far tonight. You wouldn't expect somebody, you know, it's it's an unusual position you would expect from an older woman to to, to make that position. I'm I'm really proud that she had the guts to do it. Yeah, absolutely. 1-800-259-9231. I think she wrapped it up. Let's continue and talk to Lewis in D.C. You're on Free Talk Live. Lewis. Hey, uh, Ian. Hey, Mark. Uh, this is Lewis. Uh, and, uh, well, let me say, put it this way. Uh, D.C. via New York City. Hi, Ian. You and I speak uh, quite a few times. And yes. I'm going to make it really quick. Just want to make it quick. I'm uh, watching you guys on, on the cam. And I tell you, there is no other program on the radio or on the net like you guys. And I just want to mention, you guys are uh, just so awesome. And uh, Thank you, Lewis. smiles on your faces. But it's uh, totally awesome, and uh, just want to let you know that I'm listening. For those who don't know, uh, for many of our radio listeners, we don't mention it too often, but we do have a webcam, and you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. And, and you we can are watch. both completely naked. 
Uh, no, but not really. But (laughs) but if you paid me enough, you know, I might. (laughs) It wouldn't cost much to get. Yeah, I just want to say hello, guys. Thanks, Louis. Good good hearing from you, man. Thank you, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. We continue, John, in Salem, Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Massachusetts. That's what Damn, they, I escaped that a long time ago. I didn't think you were there, but I thought you might, you might be working or something like that. They put in Massachusetts on the call screening. That's funny. So. That's a blast from the past. That's where I came from. John in anyway, New Hampshire. How about that? Anyway, guys, uh, I've been listening to this show, and it sounds to me like you're not all that happy about what's going on in this country, and it sounds like some of your listeners are not all that happy with what's going on in this country, mm. and your co-hosts and all that. It don't sound like you're all that happy with what's going on. So how come you guys just don't leave the country? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, because I love freedom, and I'm willing to stand up for freedom here right where I am. I don't want to go anywhere else. Call me stubborn hmm, and obstinate. Hmm, that's funny, because usually, in my experience, people who ask that question are being kind of Bullyish, yeah. mean-spirited. You know, and it's here's here's what here's a question I'd have back. Um, I believe that the carburetor was invented by a man named Bosch for a company called Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. Did the man who invented a carburetor to make cars better did he hate cars? Did he hate Mercedes-Benz? <laughs> I mean, he just recommended them getting rid of uh, did I say carburetors? Uh, fuel injection. Excuse me. Um, did he rec- he recommended you know he recommended fuel injection over carburetion? Well, it's not because he hated cars. He wanted to improve. It's not because he hated Mercedes-Benz. It's because he loved cars and loved Mercedes-Benz. That's and a great I'm point. recommending uh, more freedom for this country because I love this country and I love people. Mm, that's brilliant, Mark. I am brilliant. Super genius. Say again, John. Go ahead. I'm, I'm right with you. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic sure. when, I, when I say that because in my experience, people who ask that question, and, and the reason I called in on that is last Saturday... You mentioned that somebody on a local show had asked you that. And in my experience, people who generally do that are being kind of bullyish. Yes. They're like in, they're the, they're they're part of the big gang. They're trying to isolate you, make you feel like you're all alone. Right. They're trying to make you feel very uncomfortable. They're being kind of nasty to you. But in my case, somebody who actually is a loved one who sincerely asked the question about my friends like Russell and, you know, Lauren. Many of the activists here. The whole whole group of us. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you don't like it here, why don't you leave? And I said, well, this is kind of difficult because it's supposed to be a free country, right? Supposed to be. the person agreed. And, well, if it's a free country, isn't it really getting kind of weird when you're asking the people who are advocating more freedom to leave? Yeah. What in the hell has gone wrong with the country? It's really just a... I ended up writing a song about it. Hmm. You know, I don't normally plug my YouTube thing, but P-H-O-N-H, John, that's Prodigious Hilltops of New Hampshire, P-H-O-N-H. I didn't know what that stood for up until this Uh, point. It was a little secret until I secured the... URL. Well, I know that your music actually, John, was uh, featured recently on Free Minds TV. Their uh, Porcupine oh, really? I Fre- didn't even know that. Yeah, their Porcupine Freedom Festival episode has a nice little music video with your music right there at the very front. You should go take a look oh, at. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. FreeMindsTV.com. So, so this, this song that I have is, it's less than two minutes, and it's over on my YouTube channel, and it's less than two minutes. But it was a, because somebody was not being mean spirited. It was somebody educated in the public schools who didn't understand. 
They said, you know, this is kind of weird. We're all supposed to just obey and get along and, you know, follow the rules. And all that. Why, why are your friends, like, if they're not happy, why don't they just leave? And I said, where would you go? This is the country that's supposed yeah. to be free. You Let's go to North Korea. Fascist, socialist, communist, whatever. Pick your, pick your tyranny. You can go somewhere else. Where are my right. friends and I supposed to go? Are we just going to bounce around from country to country? And John, thanks for the call, by the way. <laughs> Appreciate it. Bounce, bounce from one country to the next, and then when we get to Costa right. Rica, say, hey, it's not free enough here for me. Well, if you don't like it, get out. All right, well, let's try Guatemala. All right, let's try New Zealand. All right, let's try Belize. Uh, well, no. Uh, nobody's free anywhere in the world. Right. And There's a paradigm one. of you know governing by coerce, uh, um, coercion and violence, and that paradigm exists everywhere. It's like saying, if you don't like property taxes, leave this town and go to the next town. Well, all the towns have property taxes, man. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. If you're on hold, we will get to you. Josh, Greg, Mike, all on the line. And ladies first, of course, 800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch into hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go to Josh in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. Josh? Uh, Yeah, I've got a question for Mark. Yes, sir. Mark, um, in your limited, in your limited government, like your version of a limited government, would um, would the function of that government be? Would one function be to suppress violent mobs and riots? Um, sure. And uh, Ian, how would you handle this in your, you know, free market society or whatever? Well, um, a, a riot, well, I would, it would be up to the private property owner to decide how to handle it. So presumably he would call a protection, his protection agency, and they would come out and take care of it. Uh, what, if, what if there's, like, too many people? Like, what if, what if they don't have enough, you know, uh, agents or whatever? It's a great question. I don't know. I'm not a protection agency guy, so I couldn't really tell you how they would handle a situation like that. They may have interlocking agreements where they can they can hire in extra people from other agencies at a you know a higher rate if necessary. Um, 
And who knows what sort of uh, control kind of weapons they could have to neutralize a, a large crowd. I mean, we certainly know that t- the government today has sound guns and things like that, heat rays, uh, stuff like that, that, that can, you know, a small amount of people can control a larger amount of people. So who knows where innovation would take something like that. I don't, I don't imagine you'd see too many problems like that. What were you envisioning exactly? Uh, I just want to know your, your answer to that. There you go. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Josh. You know, um, violent mobs are something that are that are brought up in people's minds when they they think about uh, a world without government, as you propose, and it's it's one of the reasons that I don't propose a world without government. I propose a world with self-government, not uh, some arbitrary group of individuals calling themselves your rulers. That's all. I'm with you. I I absolutely agree that the government is simply the gang that has been most successful, Um, you know, and nothing more. Yeah, they're the big scary mob, in my opinion. But um, at the same time, people people find it difficult to imagine how roads would exist without government. Now, I understand. It's laughable. It really is laughable that uh, people imagine that roads wouldn't get paved or wouldn't get, uh, you know, they wouldn't be right-of-ways and thoroughfares for roads, which people have always had, and certainly kings weren't paving roads. It was just people going along and doing them. And even in California, the proof is that uh, you know they've, they've, managed, they've turned over some uh, medians and uh, some well, areas to, to private enterprise, well, which has last, made private roads, which have been very successful. Early this week, we, uh, we had a real-life example of a town of 4,500 here in America. I believe it was in Minnesota. And shame on me for not remembering the name of the town. I absolutely should, so I can cite it on the air in the future. Uh, but this little town was 100% privately owned roads, where the property owners owned 50% of the road out in front of their house, right up into the middle of the road across the street from the other guy. So it works. And, you, you know, the fact the, the fact is that uh, the same is true with uh, privatized uh, fire departments. There's a place in uh, in uh, New Jersey, Mount uh, near Vernon, Mount Vernon, New Jersey, called Hardy Township, which has a private Fire department. The real deal where it's like they're actually self-funding or is it all volunteer funded as far as like are the guys volunteer firefighters? Are they getting a paycheck to fight fires? They they get a stipend, but not much. Okay. Um, And and that's the way it goes in most small communities that, uh, you know, the fire department doesn't get much. But I'd like to see those guys get paid well. I mean, they're doing a, a pretty valuable service. Uh, I would like the to see only way paid. for that to ever happen is, um, you know, for it to be uh, privatized, you know, be a private organization and the people get paid well, is if they're not competing against coercively funded public yeah, uh, fire fire departments. Let's continue with your calls. Uh, go to Greg in Tampa, listening on WFLA. Hello, Greg. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Greg. I've heard your show, so I'm going to make sure I go on the internet and find a little bit more about you. Welcome aboard, Welcome sir. But I think indirectly, and I know this will probably up a lot of controversy, not that I care, of course, but <laughs> indirectly, prostitution has become legal uh, because no one wants to recognize the, uh, the 14th Amendment for equal protection when guys are forced to take care of children they didn't want to have. When I'm you sorry. Give the entire the entirety of the right. Uh, this is the, the paternity issue, and and I totally agree. Look, um, a man's uh, a man's choice of uh, conception, choice of whether he, whether or not he wants to have a child, ends at the moment of ejaculation. Whereas a woman's choice of as to whether or not she wants to have a child ends about uh, four months into the pregnancy, and that's a disparity in our legal system. It does not look at the genders uh, equally, and I think it's wrong. What's that have to do with prostitution? I'm sorry, I missed the connection. See, with the free institution, well, the free, if the free institution were in place, they would just recognize laws that are already in place. There I'm no sorry. Protection. 
I must be missing do, the point. Right, what, he's asking what's it, what it has what to do with prostitution. What it has to do with prostitution. Well, that is a prostitution. I'm paying, and in fact, you're paying for it long after you're no longer getting it. You're not even getting the service what you're paying for. It. Because in the ca- in a case like that, the agreement could have been sex. She can lie and make you pay for sex you're no longer getting. So in mm. essence, she did prostitute herself to get money. And to say that these women are not having kids in many cases as income supplements. I see where you're coming from. You're saying that uh, many of these sort of gold-digging women that uh, might want to simply use a man in order to get her pregnant so she can lock him into some sort of legal agreement where he has to make payments for the rest of you know the next 18 years is essentially uh, – you're, you're equating that to a sort of a prostitution-like situation. It's an interesting analogy. At $500 a month, aren't you at $151,000 over 18 years? Yeah, you should be getting a a lot more for that money. There's no doubt about it. And I thank you for the call Mm -hmm. tonight, sir. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, isn't it – there's nothing wrong with trading money for sexual services. Is there something wrong with going, as I said earlier, and buying a bunch of drinks for a lady or taking her out to a nice dinner in the hopes that she'll, uh, you know, jump your bones later on? I mean, why is that somehow better than laying down a hundred bucks? Can someone explain that to me, the difference there? Because it seems very subtle to me. If there is a difference, I'm having a difficult time picking you know, it up. You I've, know, I've asked this question, you know, when, when it comes up um, when, and you talk to women, m- women generally won't call in and, and voice what their, uh, their uh, disagreements with it are. Usually men don't disagree with prostitution being legal because they understand it's a commodity that they, you know, that, that some guys are going to want and, and the fact is that they're going to exchange in it. Um, it's my opinion. Here we go. Sexist comment, everybody. <laughs> Tune in. Sexist comment. Um, there, there's a half of the population is able to use a commodity that God gave them in order to control, to some extent, the other half of the population. If you legalize prostitution, that commodity decreases in value because oh. it increases in um, uh, availability. That's an interesting observation, Mark. So what you're suggesting there is the ladies that are out there claiming to be anti-prostitution are anti-prostitution because they understand that in the current situation with a guy that maybe isn't willing to go out and actually find a prostitute... Right. I, he, I risk arrest. Right. I, you know, I risk uh, certainly a great deal of rejection if I walk around with $200 in my pocket and, say, and just talk to random women. Hey, can I have sex with you for $200? So they know... Say, they know Maybe the, whether they know it explicitly or they know it sort of uh, inherently, they know that because you're going to have a tough time finding a prostitute because it's illegal and you don't want to take that risk, that in order to get uh, your rocks off, so to speak, you're going to. They know that you're going to have to lavish them with gifts and take them out to dinners and do things like that, and then it's still ultimately up to them as to whether or not to uh, to let you in. Well, it's, right. it's not just not just that, but once you're inside the marriage, I mean, you know, it's it's difficult to be nice on a day. Oh, we in were talking about marriages. I was talking about. It, just I'm dating. talking about it all. Okay. I'm talking about half of the population has a commodity that the other half desperately wants, and if you legalize prostitution, the value of that commodity decreases because it increases in availability. That's I think all. It's an interesting and so you know, I mean, the the, the the wives out there, they think to the, you know to some extent, wow, I'd have to be nicer to my husband on a regular basis. Um, and you know, it's not easy to be nice all the time. I agree. 
1-800-259-9231. Of course, it the would door change, would swing both ways, It Mark. would change I mean, the dynamic of marriage. The, the door would swing both ways in that uh, certainly ladies would be free to go out and um, engage, you know, hire a male prostitute, though I that's very rare. I don't suspect that uh, there's any need for it's, that. It's very rare. Usually it does happen. Usually it's men that are hiring the male prostitutes, but... It eight, does happen. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Jason's on the line in Michigan. Mike in Palm Harbor. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. The live Saturday edition. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. If you have a company or you, you know, sort of like the decision maker in a company, I want you to think about your accounts receivable for a minute. It's not a pleasant thing to think about, but I have a company that do, does collections in a whole new way. They, they are the biggest sponsor of the show. Uh, they do collections, early out billing, and they, char- uh, they take charged off receivables. And uh, you can find, find out more about them at their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. That's SACL CAI, and find out more at their banner at freetalklive.com. Thanks very much. We continue here with your calls. Jason is on the line in Michigan listening to WTKG. Hello, Jason. Hi. um, What's on your mind tonight? What? Uh, What's on your mind tonight, Jason? Hi. I just wanted to add this question. If if you don't like it here, why don't you just leave kind of thing? Yeah, go ahead. It really emphasizes why uh, pro-liberty people should oppose the formation of international governing bodies like the United Nations. I don't know of uh, I don't know of a single pro liberty person who's in favor of uh, international governing bodies. Well, I mean, I just wanted to point out that like um, having many smaller governments as opposed to one bigger centralized one uh, allows you to move to different places. If you know you're if you uh, it's true. want a liberty that isn't available in the place you live, you can move to other places. It's one of the reasons why I chose to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, simply because uh, it was a little bit freer here. And I also knew that there were dozens, if not now hundreds, and soon thousands of other liberty-loving activists moving here as well. So I understood that uh, in the future it would be even more free. So yes, I agree with you. Uh, centralization is dangerous. It's the enemy of, uh, of liberty. And decentralization is certainly the friend of liberty. No doubt about it. Well, uh, see, here's the thing, though. I mean, I, I seem to. I seem seems like I know a lot of, I'll say, left-leaning libertarians, who kind of like the organizations like the United Nations. I can hardly like imagine. That. I don't see how you could like the United Nations and call yourself a libertarian. I don't. Well, they understand say it. that they say that having the UN reduces the risk of war or something. Ludicrous. Like well, it's crazy. I, 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 I think that forum. I think that there's a uh, a purpose for an organization where countries get together to discuss um, their problems in a in an open forum. I don't think the UN fills that bill, but perhaps it has filled it one time in the last you know 50 years that it's existed. But to think that you know the the, the UN's 
you know what? I didn't elect Boutros Boutros Ghali. I didn't even get an opportunity to vote for the president of the U.N. I didn't elect the people in Washington, D.C. I don't even want them to be but around. But at the very least, you had the opportunity to cast a vote for what the person who is in that sleep. So? It, it beats the hell out of not having the op- opportunity to cast a vote. It doesn't beat the hell out of much, I'll tell you that. It's it awful it. what they do in Washington, D.C. And I, I don't think those people really understand liberty if they're in favor of the, uh, of the U.N. I mean, at least if they're in favor of it having some sort of so-called authority over others, if it's just people like you say mark hanging out talking okay that's fine but that's not what he's that's not what they're talking about they are they are ruling over others and setting rules for others lives and there's nothing liberty uh, oriented about that in any way shape or form and in fact i don't have the story in front of me but at some point we'll get to it i'm sure about the incredible levels of uh, corruption not just within the un uh, governing body it- itself but also the un soldiers when they go in on their so-called peacekeeping missions turns out they're molesting kids and stuff like that it's sick dude and they do it and they get away with it there's absolutely no um they have no liability for the the awful things that they do there's absolutely nothing that i can imagine any liberty-oriented person could like about the u.n so i question your friend's libertarian credentials well like i said they're kind of left libertarians well, I don't even really know what a what a left or right libertarian is. It seems to me it seems to me that you're either in favor of liberty, <clears throat> excuse me, li- liberty in that you believe other people should be able to live their lives how they want and you're willing to allow people to make choices that you might disagree with so long as they aren't hurting somebody else. That's what it's all about to me. I don't see how that's left or right. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. We continue and we go to Mike listening in Palm Harbor on WFLA. Hello Mike. Mike, Hello there. you're on the air. What's on yeah. your mind? Um, I'd like you to address, um, I think, what is what, what I view as an inherent conflict in our democracy. You have elected official politicians who essentially get elected by by saying to the to the public, "I will take money from A, from this person A, and give it to the people B, C, and D." And because he's promising to give money to, to the people B, C, and D. He's going to get three votes. That is the and problem with uh, democracy, isn't it? It is. It is a huge problem, and I don't know how to rectify that. I oh, like it's democracy. easy. I like Why do you like voting. democracy? Let's slow down real quick. Let's take it real slow here. Do you like democracy because you were told when you were growing up that it's the best system? No, I like democracy because it's probably the closest we have to having liberty, but living in a collective group and everyone has a vote. Now, there's some things about it I don't like, believe me. And like I just the whole mob rule what? thing? Like the two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner? Like 51% of the people ruling over the other 49%? I think, I think democracy beats having a king, perhaps. But, it, you know, when it, when it really comes down to it, um, it it's, it's just 51% of the people telling 49% of the people to go jump in a lake. Right. It, it doesn't have any legitimacy whatsoever, and it is not in, an, in any way a moral system. It is not the right way to do things. It's just, you know, the best political system. But that's like saying no, that no, we've got the best no, cancer. No, 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 gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sympathetic to libertarianism, but, but I, have to, I have to admit, if you take your argument to its logical conclusion, we would not have a society. Society. What you does that mean? Live in a society unless people will say, "All right, listen, I'm going to throw my hat in with your hat, and this is the way we're going to collectively rule each other or all of us." And so, consequently, there's prices to be paid 
for living in a society where people come together. Well, okay, well, well slow down a second there. Slow down one moment. A society is a voluntary association of individuals uh, united together for a common purpose. So there's no reason why that you couldn't have your own society with whatever rules you wanted to have as long as everyone was consenting to it. What would be wrong with that? No, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's not the real world. And if you listen to what you said, you go to the logical conclusion and it cannot work. No man is an island. We live with other folks. You could say, okay, I want to leave this society. I want to create the nation of might here in beautiful Palm Harbor, yeah. Florida. And, and, but you know what? My rest of my neighbors are going to say, well, listen, if you'd like to do that, that sounds fine. Go get your water somewhere else. Go get your electricity somewhere else. And by the way, you can't drive on our roads because we're paying for that. I don't think anybody ever said... uh, Mike, before before you go on, um, you know, you're... Did your na- neither you nor your neighbors decided that uh, you were going to pay for the roads? They just that was just not an option. Um, the uh, you know some 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 um, organization came along, called itself Palm Harbor, and said, "Yeah, these roads are ours." They didn't even pay for it, for God's sake. They just set themselves up and took them and paved them, and now you've got to pay to maintain them. Um, but I would say that yeah, you can provide your own electricity and you can provide your own water. You'll be just fine in doing that if you had to do it. But um, you know, th- th- when it comes to these roads thing, th- how did the town get the right to the roads? If you want to answer that, hang on, Mike. We'll bring it back for an opportunity there. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. I'm not advocating every man for themselves. I'm advocating that you be able to choose voluntarily who you associate with based on whatever factors you want to, and that others shouldn't be able to rule over you. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. If you like the show, want to help Free Talk Live out, then become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. For as little as 3 bucks a month, you can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country and introduce new Internet listeners to the program. Plus, you get perks like access to the amp-only call in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Go and get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Mike in Palm Harbor dropped off the line, but just a few more comments and we'll continue with your calls. He was talking about how uh, he's sympathetic to the libertarian ideals, but if you take it to the logical, uh, to its logical ends, then society will be destroyed. Uh, we won't be able to have roads, and we won't be able to have water, and we won't be able to have electricity. And uh, wait, whoa, slow down one moment there. I'm not talking about everybody just... Uh, you know, becoming an island unto themselves. We have to interact with one another. We have an economy where there's this wonderful division of labor where I can focus on one thing and and be a uh, radio talk show host, but that means that I also don't know anything about fixing my car, and I don't know anything about how to, you know, plant food and and go hunting and and do all the things I would need to do if I were to be an island of my own. So I need to interact with other people, and I do on a daily basis when I go and buy products and services. I don't have to agree with 51% of my 
neighbors to to be able to buy water. I don't have to agree with 51% of my neighbors to be able to buy electricity or right, to, build to assume a road. to assume that you need um, the you need to have uh, a government in order to purchase water or electricity is absolutely ludicrous. It's like saying you need to have a government in order to purchase uh, fire protection services yeah. when in fact in the in these United States right here we have uh, fire departments that are completely private. We have trash collection that's completely private in some communities. In some communities, you have the choice of which electrical company you want to use. That's a mind blower. Yeah, you, you have the choice as to whether you you want cable, which is a government protected monopoly, or you can have Dish um, Network, and you can choose between a few different uh, networks there. Yep. Choices in the marketplace are a good thing, and they're abundant, and, and they are, and in the absence of government regulation, at least. Now, and I, but, uh, and, and I don't think that the the libertarian ideals are only about uh, you know no government. There's certainly small government libertarians, and I'm one of them. I think that uh, you know you should leave alone the uh, the third rails of uh, libertarian politics, which are cops and roads and things like that. Yeah, but we never do. No, we don't, but <laughs> because it's interesting to people. People want to sure, talk well, about well, them. Well, we should talk about these things uh, because they aren't talked about anywhere else. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Paul, calling from our hometown of Sarasota, listening on WFLA. Hello, Paul. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing? Hey, doing well, sir. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind tonight? Well, first of all, I wanted to tell you, I've seen you all evolve, and I think it's fantastic. On 1490 AM in Bradenton, I was a co-host on a show, and you were your show was played on a daily basis afterwards, Monday through Friday. I thought it was great, but here is my concern. Okay. My concern is that I'm hoping that you gentlemen are willing as you evolve and you get you know, right now you have a contract with um, stations that are going to take you to places you want to go. Mm-hmm. You keep in mind what the people want and what the people's needs are as you move forward. Well, who are the people you're talking about? I'm talking about when you take a look at each individual situation and every conversation you have on a daily basis that you look at what the people need and what the corporations need, find a happy medium, because that's rare in politics. And you gentlemen seem to have found that happy medium to where you're looking at both sides, and I'm asking you to please stay there. Don't just go one way or the other. Right. Well, I can tell you that I've never tried to please uh, anybody but the people that appreciate what I'm doing. I don't uh, change the way I do my program necessarily because of what one person thinks versus what another person thinks. I've always done this show as the show that I want to listen to. And I am a listener of this show. I listen to every single episode after it uh, after it airs. Um, so I do the show I want to listen to, and the s- simple presumption is that, well, if I want to listen to it, then there must be other people that want to listen to it out there, and turns out that's the truth. Thanks, Paul, for the well, call. you're tonight. absolutely Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. You know, when it comes to, uh, I think what Paul's pointing out is that, uh, you know, it's it's often the uh, people on the left that don't like corporations, and it's often people on the right that don't want to help people. You know, is, is uh, you know that's that's the bad uh, sort of uh, PR that goes behind it. But in fact, it's the government that's used by 
you know, say Democrats in order to help the poor or fund the libraries or, or whatever it is, great social program the Democrats are coming up with. Or, and it's the government that's used by the uh, the Republicans in order to, you know, fight a, fight a war for oil and all these other things. It's the government. The government is a tool. The government is... Well, it's like a big gun. It's a weapon to be used against the people you don't like. I don't and know if he was even talking about government, Mark. I mean, you're making great he, points. I think he was. I thought what... he was talking about uh, having a show that balances the desires of its listeners versus the desires of the corporate entities that might happen to be involved with it as radio stations or as advertisers or whatever. Perhaps. And I, I've never thought about uh, what it is. I don't spend much time thinking about you know what it is the radio stations want. I want to entertain people. The radio stations want listeners. Right. I mean, it's really simple. I do a show that I think uh, I want to listen that I want to listen to, presuming that others want to listen to it as well. Turns out they do. Therefore, they are entertained. And that's what the radio stations want. The corporations, I'm presuming that's what he was talking about. The radio stations want listeners that want to listen, and that's what the advertisers want is listeners. So as long as I make the listeners happy, all of the other stuff kind of flows from that. Let's continue and talk to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live, Stephen. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, thinking about guns okay. a lot. There's a lot of discussions going on. And um, I used to be, uh, as I pointed out before, a Bill Clinton supporter, liberal Democrat type uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, by the time 95, 96 rolled around, I was disappointed enough with Clinton to vote for Nader, uh, hmm. which okay. you know really isn't that much of an improvement. <laughs> but um, I-, I remember trying on... Uh, you know, as you would, as you might try on like uh, something that you don't normally wear, like a, like let's say you don't normally wear a turtleneck, right? But you think, yeah, maybe I'll try this turtleneck on, see how it feels. I remember trying on the the gun grabber uh, garb because I thought that's what you had to do to be a good liberal. I thought you had to, uh, you know, follow fall in line, right, right down the line of uh, of what they believe, you know. Uh, you're, you're pro-choice. You believe in uh, welfare and, and, and all these things, and plus you have to believe in uh, in taking people's guns as well, you know, for the good of society, of course. And uh, I got in one debate about it, and actually I trounced the guy, but only because I'm a pretty good debater. Uh, I I just it 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 wasn't right. Uh, you see what I mean? And I, I was just trying to uh, kind of let you know how. I don't know how I used to think uh, back when I was a gun grabber. Um, I used to think that, well, if there's less guns out there, there would be less crime. Uh, it's for the children. It, and it, all well, that. You know, it makes sense. All I mean, when you stuff. look at it just on its surface, when you when you look at that point on its surface, you say, well, yeah, less guns, less crime. Sure, makes sense. But it's not true. It turns out, and right. you already know this, obviously, but I'm, well, I'm saying it for the, the benefit of those who might yeah. not know. It turns out that more guns in the hands of good people means that there's less crime. And the statistics bear it out every single time. The places in this country and around the world with the most severe gun restrictions are inevitably always the places that have the most, the highest incidence of gun and violent crime. I mean, it, yeah, that's right. It, well, and, and this point was rammed home to me here just recently. I have a friend who's a Marine. In fact, he just left for Iraq, uh, and I went to his, I went to his house, and uh, he was, he's just kind of getting really settled in this house, and so he's really, you know, starting to pull stuff out of boxes. And and we went to his house for his going away party, and there's all this stuff. Now I work with machinery. I work with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of tools and a lot of machinery, bench equipment, and things like that. Okay. But there's stuff that I did not recognize. And I said, I said, uh, what's all this stuff for, David? And he said, 
Oh, I make my own bullets. He <laughs> yeah. makes his own bullets. Yeah, you can't prohibit guns. You can't right. prohibit How drugs. are you ever going to get the millions of shotguns out of the hands of Americans? You can make it's your own crazy. guns. You can make your own guns, exactly. too. Thanks for the call tonight, gun. dude. We appreciate hearing from you. You can't prohibit guns. You can't prohibit drugs. You can't prohibit prostitution. In prohibition England, doesn't work. In England, they're robbing each other with knives now. So it just doesn't Wait, make there's a, a prohibition on knives but, over there. Well, sorry. Didn't stop it, huh? How about that? More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us, including the wiki. Got over 1,700 pages that were created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. So go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more at internobs.com. Our number here, again, is 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Lou, listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Lou. Yes, how you doing? Hey, what's Good, on Listen, I don't want to embarrass you, but I think it was Ian. Ian, did you say that you prostituted yourself when you were 10 years old? Yeah, well, I mean, if that's what you want to call it, I was doing something of a sexual nature in return for... Was that for... a woman or a man that... It was a, a uh, it was a next-door neighbor. He was probably around 16, maybe 17, something like that. All right, you have the right. A 10-year-old does not have the free will to make that type of decision. Oh, but I did, sir. I yeah, did. But, what listen, if he... You, you have the right. To, I, if this kid is still alive, you have the right to have him arrested. You know what? I actually ran into. I actually ran Wait, into. Couldn't the kid um, say the same thing though? You solicited him, or he solicited you? Oh, somebody. It so it a, matters who asked. No, it was a mutual uh, thing. I mean, I don't. Re- I don't really remember the details, Lou. It was a long time ago. But no, but it's I, very important because a no, ten-year-old kid does not have. How do, I mean, how, how do you know what I have the capacity to do? How, how can you say from where you are what I was able to do at age 10? I made it very clear that I knew exactly what it was I was doing. You're just saying I'm just BSing you, Lou? You think I'm just full of it? I, I think I think it screwed up your head a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, being, I'm not being facetious. I really think a kid at 10 years old does not have the mental capacity to make that type of decision. But, uh, Lou, uh, I understand where you're coming from. The 10-year-olds shouldn't be making those decisions, but sometimes 10-year-olds do, and they often make them with other 10-year-olds. Who should we put in jail? If you're talking about a 10 and a 10? Listen, listen, I could understand if you were uh, playing doctor with a 10-year-old girl, but this was a guy. What if it was a 10-year-old guy? Should they both go to jail then? Two two 10-year-old boys? Listen, listen, a 16-year-old compared to a 10-year-old, that's a big difference in age. It is, it's, it's a heck of a stretch. Now, I want you to answer the question on this one, Lou, is where, what is the stretch? What if it was a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old? anyone under puberty has no right to have any type of sexual contact. they're doing it. Especially for money. They're doing it, Lou. What are you going to do about it? They're doing it. What? They're doing it. 
Yeah, but I'm saying he has the right to have him arrested. Is he still alive? Why would I? Why would I want to do something like that, Lou? I'm not a violent. I'm not a violent sicko. Took advantage of you. Well, that's what some people would say, like you, Lou. But I say I made the choice. I say I knew exactly what I was doing. You're you're actually insulting me at this point, Lou. You're saying that I'm. Listen, he took advantage of you. You're not a homosexual, are you? I am very comfortable with my sexuality. I have no, a very lovely. Homo, I have a, a very lovely girlfriend. But but what? Look, are you Lou. A bisexual? Lou, Listen, I just want to know. Are you a how do you answer that question? I mean, if I had a man, how do you answer it? It's yes or no. If I engaged in oral sex at the age of ten, but I haven't done it since then, Lou. Calm down for just a moment. I'm going to ask you a question to clarify your question. You're asking me, as a 27-year-old man, if I am a bisexual. The last time I ever had any sort of encounter with another man, I was 10 years old. That's right. So, so he took advantage of you. He, no, sir. He didn't take advantage of me. You, he corrupted you morally. No, no, sir. That was my, it was my choice to climb out of my window at no night. Right it was my listen. choice to climb into his According window. It was my Lord. choice, listen. Lou. It was my choice to take my pants off and get into his listen, bed it was all my choice listen lou me. listen to me listen to me ian you do not have the right at the age of 10 to make that decision. don't you dare tell me what i can and can't what do, mean, do lou i'm telling you yeah i I'm know you're telling you. me that and you're you wrong you're flipping wrong right. dude listen he took advantage of you you should get on you know the what phone, lou i actually ran into the guy uh, like have a decade like a decade later and uh, have him arrested. i was working at a radio station down there in sarasota we went to one of those car remotes you always hear them on the weekends we're out here hey, with the everybody out here with his, his balloons well, and the flags turns out, turns out, turns out, wait, 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 wait. calm down lou i'm going to tell you the story and then you can comment so I ran into the guy, and it was a decade later, and uh, we had a nice little conversation. Of course, we didn't mention anything about what happened 10 years ago, but I would never have considered at the time nor today in any way reporting him or turning him in. That certainly wouldn't make his life any better. And it wouldn't make me any more whole, Lou. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't make listen, yourself listen. whole by getting vengeance listen, on somebody no, like listen. that. He molested you. No, Lou. You don't even Sorry, Lou, you... you don't understand what molestation is. Molestation is unwanted sexual advances. I consented. I know you don't believe that's possible, but you're wrong, because I know me better than you know me, Lou. Listen, sir, I'm being very polite. According to the laws of religious law and natural law, what he did to you was unnatural, and it wasn't right. Was it unnatural, Lou? Yes, it was unnatural. Would it have it been was... unnatural? So, stop, just one moment. Would it have been unnatural had I been a, let's say, a 13-year-old female and he had been a 19-year-old male? Would that have been unnatural? It would be less problematic, but it still would be problematic. Are you a homophobe, Lou? I'm not a homo. I just think it's unnatural. Are you suggesting that, ho- uh, that homosexuality is unnatural, Lou? It is. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to have to beg to differ with you on that one, because there's plenty of evidence in nature for homosexuality. Lots of animals engage especially, in... Especially with a 10-year-old kid, and it really angers me, and I think you should do something about it. Oh, boo-hoo, Lou. Why don't you go cry tonight? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Because I, 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 it, wish, I we wish you would have answered the question as, as to what's the age range. I mean, if two 10-year-old boys are playing doctor with each other, and, and he was specific that he said it was okay for a boy and a girl to play doctor, which did happen to me when I was, uh, um, you know, that age. But I was two, maybe two and a half, three years older than that girl. Am I a molester? She was the one trying to take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Should she go to jail? 
You know, people like Lou, they get all upset over things like this when they don't, they're not even apprised of the facts. And you try to tell them the facts, and they just, it, since it doesn't fit with their worldview, right. it doesn't fit with their core belief system, it's just, it can't be possibly true that I could right. have possibly have known what I was Chil- doing at Children that age. who are engaged in sex um, with, a, with somebody who is older are being uh, ma- manipulated. That's one of them. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's, you, you know, sometimes that's true. Absolutely. There's and no doubt. And sometimes it's not. There's no doubt that it that it could certainly be true. In my case, it wasn't. I knew I knew what I was doing, and I knew what I was doing it for. I tell you, I'd be embarrassed as hell to talk about that stuff on the radio. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to talk, you've got to be open, and you've got to be honest. Uh, and I think in this line of work, I mean, it's not like a sh- it's not a show where we talk a lot about ourselves, Mark. But when it's relevant, when yeah. when it comes when the topic comes up and it's relevant, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Let's continue and talk to Bob in Tennessee, listening on WBCR. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, what's Good on your sir. mind tonight, sir? Well, uh, I'm not going to totally agree with your last uh, caller, but I'm going to agree with this. A ten-year-old kid uh, is not responsible. He's not worldly. He has enough, not not enough knowledge to uh, to make those kinds of decisions. Whether it's a male with a girl or a girl with a male or a male with a male generally generally sir i agree with you generally i agree with you but there are exceptions to what's, that what's the what's the age stretch I, I this is something i can't get answered here um you know 10 and 16 to me it sounds like a big stretch and i don't i don't like I, the scenario I, I can't put it on the month or the day yeah i'll tell you one thing at 10 years old no, uh, uh, that's, that's a child are, are you right, saying i what, agree but what if it was with another 10 year old then what are you going to do I don't. I don't think it, uh, two ten-year-olds should be making. Them. They shouldn't be. But, but how do you? <laughs> the only way you can stop them is by throwing them in some kind of uh, state in a straight school, jacket. Right? Yeah. Well, I uh, I regret what happened to you. I, I, I think. Maybe but don't feel bad. Don't feel bad for me, man. I don't need anybody's pity. I don't need anybody's regret or anything like that. My life is great. I have a beautiful young lady that I live with. I've got a great radio show. I've I've, I've got a house, uh, and my life is fantastic. There's nothing to regret. I have no regrets. Please well, don't I'm have happy, any for me. I'm happy for you. You overcame something that happened to you in your childhood, and that's and that's great. It wasn't really anything I had did to you, overcome. Did you ever feel like you were overcoming anything, in? No, I mean, I certainly, as I got older and I started to hear about kids getting, you know, molested and all that, obviously I thought about what had happened to me, and, and I realized that that wasn't a molestation, that uh, I don't have anything to get over, because I had made those choices all along the way. They were all choices I made, and I don't regret any of them. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Who knows? Maybe it made me more uh, sexually open. Maybe it uh, it had a positive effect. You know, maybe it made me more comfortable with my sexuality. I I, I wouldn't want to try this kind of uh, experiment with all the ten year olds to see if it's <laughs> see if it's good for them or not. I, can I tell don't want to experiment with any ten year olds. I can tell you that. Hour three is coming up. Uh, your calls, free talk live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. 
A Care One credit counseling agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today, and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt, and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. As we launch into hour number three of the Live Saturday edition, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. So enjoy freetalklive.com. We go right back into your calls. Brian, who was listening on WFLA, unfortunately you guys don't get the, the third hour of the show. Uh, so you won't be able to hear yourself, Brian, but you can always listen to your uh, to our two-hour archives later at freetalklive.com. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment as far as the uh, uh, when you were 10 years old, the, the consensual encounter. Uh, you know, whether it be female and male, male versus male, you know, at, at the age of 10, all 50 states, a 10-year-old can't consent legally, can't consent to a sexual encounter. I mean, I, I understand that yours is a success story. You didn't, you know, suffer any repercussions. You weren't, you know, forced against your will. But the, But the problem is, at ten years age, ten years of age, you can't make a conscious decision, especially when, when you talk about uh, sexually transmitted diseases and stuff like that. Most ten-year-olds aren't going to be thinking about repercussions. And uh, well, there's there's no to... doubt about that. Though I'd like to point something out. Uh, one of our uh, guys in the the chat room, one of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, made a great point about one of the reasons why ten-year-olds aren't able to make these sorts of decisions and choices and aren't in, fully informed goes back to the fact that uh, the ch- children, young people in this country, tend to be coddled for as long as possible. They are, are sort of childified for, you know, much longer than they normally should be. Uh, years and years ago, I mean, hundreds of years ago, th- uh, 13 was middle-aged. And and actually, that's like around, it's around that age, 13, 14, uh, where essentially biologically, uh, we were intended to reproduce. Now, I'm not advocating that or anything like that because we've got a different society today. But biologically, that, as I understand it, is the case. And so if you were educated better as you were growing up, um, if you were educated in a family where or grew up in a family where sex was talked about and sex was discussed at early at early ages, uh, then I don't know if uh, then I think that that situation would be different. Then I think a young person would be able to make a much more informed decision. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, well, you bring up a good point because we definitely are uh, coddling uh, to, to a higher end, that's for sure. Uh, but as far as, uh, you know, I guess it, it, it's dictated by the times we live in. So, uh, you know, I guess if we're coddling somebody to a higher age and they're not developing as quickly, then we have to kind of determine that, I guess, by society standards. But uh, back then, uh, that was the norm. I mean, as far as uh, children getting out there a lot earlier, well, you know, definitely, I agree 100%. I think young people should be uh, treated 
like more adult like i mean a lot of adults believe that kids are stupid or kids are incapable or you know they just can't learn fast enough and we need to take you know they need to be babied and we need to round off the corners and you know we uh, we need to keep them as young as possible so they can experience childhood for as long as possible it's not a viewpoint i agree with i understand people have that viewpoint and i by the way i'm not suggesting you have this viewpoint um but uh, people have that viewpoint i think it's so detrimental we were talking earlier in the program about uh, prostitution, teenage prostitution. Well, one of the reasons why girls turn to prostitution as teenagers is because they can't go out and get a real job at age 13 or 14 or 15 in many cases because... Well, because we've got governments out there that say they can't, because some do-gooder has gotten in charge and has made a, you know, made the declaration that kids are going to be kids until they reach a certain age, and until then they can't do anything that adults might do, like work. And I think if we can get people, get young people out who want to work, allow them to work, and allow people that want to hire them to hire them, then we'll have a whole lot more mature young people instead of a bunch of loser kids hanging around doing nothing and you know spraying graffiti and just and off during the day because that's what kids do when they don't have something to keep them busy. Hanging they cause the trouble. They cause trouble. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I wanted to expand on one point that you made, though, as yeah. far as uh, the way the way we uh, treat children. I mean, experts even say that you know when when children are developing in early ages, like two or three years old, you know when they start to talk, you know we should use the proper terminology. But you see, most parents now they they, they use baby talk and, they, and right. the, the kids never really. You're absolutely right. And that baby talk nonsense contributes, that that baby talk stuff uh, contributes to dumbing kids down. I think you're absolutely right. Kids, they pick up on stuff so fast, but yet people believe that they're stupid or they're incapable, and it's just not the case. Great call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You want evidence? Go look at homeschoolers. Go look at some homeschooled kids. We've had uh, homeschooling parents call this show before, and have they've blown our minds. Mark, they've told us that their 14-year-old son is a college graduate. We've had the, the kids here, too, on yeah. the air um, at, doing some interviews. The, the fact is, you know, the homeschool, homeschool kids, just they keep them out of contest. There was recently a story where they were kept out of a contest by uh, some major man. It was a Taco Bell. Subway. I don't know, Subway. Because well, they would have t- they would have run away with the prize. Sure, they win all the spelling bees and all that other stuff. The homeschooling kids are the the smart ones, and the parents the parents know it because they're around and they're treating their kids like young adults. They and by the way, they are. Uh, you know, we spend what fourteen fifteen thousand dollars per year per student in in your public schools. They Home- spend that. Yeah, yeah. But, but the. Look, I'm having to pay my property taxes, so apparently I spend it. Yeah, that's they true. steal it from me, so you know, they, and then they spend it. Yeah. Um, these, uh, you know, what are they? Fifteen thousand dollars on those kids? What maybe? How much do they, could they possibly spend on homeschoolers? Oh, homeschool! You know, actually, a grand? Grand? you're gonna love this, Mark. I called uh, the local talk show here in Keene, New Hampshire, this morning, and then after I got off the air because we were talking about schooling, and I mentioned homeschooling, some guy calls in to say that well, homeschooling's really it's a really expensive. Uh, it costs up to a hundred thousand dollars a year to homeschool a kid. Boy, I'm like, what, what was he you, drinking? What are you talking about, you madman? Look, I understand that. A parent not working is sort of a cost 
in that, you know, if both parents are working, they got a bunch of money coming in. So if one parent is working and the other is staying home, they're not bringing as much in. But that's okay for homeschooling parents because they understand that having a parent spend all that time with their kids is a wonderful thing. And it's well worth whatever that might cost. And it's certainly not $100,000. The actual cost to homeschool kids, and this is from what, I've, what I understand. I'm, I'm not a homeschooler, so I can't say personal experience. But... Another guy called into the show said it was no more than a few hundred bucks for the materials every single year. That's yep. it. Fifty. You're looking at like a thousand bucks at most. My wife wasn't making a hundred grand a year when she, uh, you know, now, now she's uh, staying home with Jack, and certainly, I guess he's getting homeschooled. He's about three months um, old, so I mean, you know, at this point, he's not getting taught much. But uh, you know, it's I'm not losing a hundred thousand dollars a year. I can assure you of that. Let's continue here and talk to Mike in South Carolina, listening on WSC FM. Hello, Mike. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm I'm going to go a little far afield. I know I haven't heard anybody talking about this yet tonight, but I'm flabbergasted as to what we have left to vote for for (laughs) presidential election. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) I mean, talk about the choice between two crap sandwiches. Right now we're relegated to the cleanest, dirty shirt. Well, I mean, I just wouldn't bother voting. I mean, why bother voting? I mean, they're all the same. I haven't missed a vote since I was 18. It's okay. No one will punish you if you if you miss one. It's not like it's a big deal or anything. Look, I mean, if uh, Al Gore had gotten elected in 2000, we'd still have a big government. It'd still be intrusive. Uh, if, uh, you know, who the hell was running in 2000? Kerry. If Kerry had gotten elected in 2004, we'd still have a bigger government. It would still be more intrusive, more expensive than it's ever been. I mean, the really, the Republicans and the Democrats are just two sides of the same big government coin, and the choices this year aren't really any worse than the choices four years ago or the choices, you know, 20 years ago. Go. I mean, they all increase the size of the the size and scope of the the government apparatus and its intrusiveness in our lives. Why would you want to vote for any of them anytime? Well, I had no objection to voting for Ronald Reagan. But then, did you vote for him the first time and the second time, or just the first time? Both times. Now, okay. And I understand that he talked a good game about the whole freedom thing. I mean, I've read some of the quotes. I understand he talked a great game. He was an actor, after all. Turns out that he actually increased, uh, the, presided over the increase of, uh, I think it was like 69% in the size of the federal government under uh, in his eight years. He had a Democratic Congress um, to deal with, both sides, yeah. House and Senate. Uh, he had a pen, and he signed all those bills, Mark. And he managed to drive the Soviet Union into uh, ruin, right, uh, with, the, uh, with the Star uh, Wars Communism, thing. I'm pretty sure, drove the Soviet Union into ruin. I don't think one man they, had anything to do with it. They were trying so hard to keep up with us, they, they bankrupted themselves. Well, communism inevitably bankrupts itself because it's central command and control, and there's no way that could ever be a success. But yet now, we're uh, now the government people in America have brought communism here, and I'm pretty much... Well, we molested me, and we're in the middle of spots. Uh, Spots got screwed up, but yep. keep talking. Oh, we got to keep talking, even though we're in the middle of spots. So I guess, <laughs> Scott, your comments? Well, my comment is this. Um, we're going to be interrupt- interrupted here, by the way, so go ahead. So no problem. If I was to be held legally responsible for things I did when I was 12, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Okay? Like 10, 12 years old, you're figuring life out. You're doing crazy, weird things. You know? Uh, like, I think kids are smart, smarter than people give credit for. I have little kids of my own, and they're pretty sharp. Um, Absolutely. If you treat them as though they are intelligent, they will develop faster and they will be able to be more intelligent down the line. Whereas if you treat them like they're little babies, as long as they can be little babies, 
then what? That, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a little baby at age 10 and a little baby at age 18 and 24. I mean, we've got kids today with this helicopter parent thing going on where the, the mom or the dad, they, they kind of hover over them at all times in their lives, looking out for them. It's really crazy what's happening out there. I think people would let their kids grow up and experience life. I'm, I'm the kind of parent, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, we were having a soccer wrap-up for my kid's soccer team. He was five years old at the time. There was a fence about five feet high, chain-link fence, and all the kids ran towards it, wanted to climb up it, right? Now, every parent, except me because I'm the cool one, uh, made their kids come off the fence. I said, go ahead, try and climb it. You know, it's a chain-link fence. It's five feet. He's not going to die. So my kid, he climbed over and went over the other edge. Now he was so proud. You know, he accomplished something. But I'm, and I don't exaggerate. When I was the only, every other parent made their kids come off the fence. Like, mm. what's the big deal? You Let could hurt yourself. Do they don't learn how to do it unless they do it. I'll tell that you, when it comes to, to climbing chain link fences, it's the very top of it's the, the problem. You know, once you're, you're, you're like getting over it there, trying yeah. to throw a leg over or whatever, that's where the problem comes yeah, in. Yeah, there true. weren't spikes coming off of it. You know, I'm not unreasonable uh, with safety, but, you know, it's just, it's a regular little fence. It's not going to hurt them. It's like, let your kids experience life, that doesn't mean I'm going to take him to a hooker when he's 12, you know. Uh, yep. It just means uh, be reasonable with stuff. You don't need to be yeah. over Hey, if you wanted to take him to a hooker, I mean, that'd be your business, too. Thanks for the call, Scott. We appreciate hearing from you. My dad offered it to me when I was 16 or 17. Did or he something. really? Yeah. Why didn't you say yeah? Sure. I, I don't know. If it felt dirty. Well, they they are dirty. As we discussed in hour number one of the program, black market whores are dirty. Whereas Plus, I'm not really interested in, in agreeing to have sex with someone sight unseen. Hey, um, by the way, I, I, I don't know. Can we bring our board operator on the, the line here if he's not, like, running around? What's, cra- going on? What's, What's up? Are you, are, is the entire break just messed up? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But, did did a tone fire at all for uh, for some stations or um, stations still with us? I'm not aware of that. I'm working on it right now, but okay. we should be good to go for, and for the next six minutes here, and then we'll be on track. Okay, so we're we're not even going to have a, a break here. So what may be going Skipping on right now? <laughs> yeah, what may be going on around right now on stations is one of two things: either their logs are um, going to jump ahead and do the appropriate thing, and they're running commercials as we're speaking here. In fact, this isn't even going to be included in the podcast uh, tonight. So if you're listening live, you are the only ones hearing this at uh, at this point. And so stations are either running commercials as they're supposed to be, or they're still with us. And I'm hoping they're running the commercials because, man, it can be a mess when the automations... If automation messes up on a station, you can have, like... Us talking at one time, and then at the same time, you can have a commercial playing over top of us. I'll and tell it you, it happens with really every bad. show, though. So um, you, you just got to relax and, and realize it happens with every single show. I've managed stations before, and the biggest shows make this mistake now and then. All right. So well, I guess we'll just continue taking your calls uh, in the meantime here. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's do a, a quick story, since we may or may not be on most of our stations at this moment. Uh, Mark, you had a, a story about a T-shirt, an offensive T-shirt. And that apparently it was so offensive, people got arrested over it. It's out of Australia, and, and, and most of our listeners are United States, but we have many, many uh, listeners worldwide because we're the number one political podcast out there on the Internet. And just because it happened in Australia doesn't mean it couldn't happen in Trinidad or the United States or England. Mm, sure. So, or, or Sweden, for that matter. All right. Um, a Gold Coast teenager has been charged with offensive behavior for wearing a T-shirt that reads, Jesus is a... What, um, what, what's the term? Acronym? Oh, wow. You know what, Mark? I realized we actually talked through the entire break. We're not... It was supposed to be in a break right now, so all of our stations are with us. My apologies. What's, is, is it an acronym when you use the letters of things? 
Oh, gosh. You asked me this yesterday. I think it's an acronym. I think it is an acronym. Yeah. Um, I, when you use the first letters of things like a SWAT team. Um, so Julia says, nodding at Jesus you. Jesus is knows. a uh, see you next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, with a picture of a That's nun, pretty offensive a to nun some people, huh? pleasuring herself. It's, wow. it's a pretty offensive t-shirt, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. like you got that? It's a pretty darn offensive t-shirt. The I'm trying year old, to think of how to make it more offensive. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I don't know either. I suppose you could throw in a, piece, a priest somewhere. Um, the 16-year-old was arrested, and a child. Ch- children would be good. Um, good if you want to offend people. 16-year-old was arrested on Monday for wearing the shirt by an English metal band, Cradle of Filth. And they, you know, they sound just like mm. a Cradle of Filth, mm-hmm. too, um, is by their name and, and this T-shirt, I mean. I haven't listened to the uh, Cradle of Filth's uh, litany of songs. I'm, I'm sure that I'd love them. <laughs> well, walking along the Hollywell Road in Biggera Waters, uh, Biggera, Biggera Waters, he was charged with offensive behavior under the Summary Act offenses of 2005 uh, for public nuisance. Police also investigated a Australia fair where the teen claimed to have bought the fair, uh, bought the T-shirt, to find any stores that might be selling it. Wow! So it's the T-shirt said. Jesus is a see you next Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, Senior Sergeant Aaron Ottawa told News Limited the arrest was not motivated by religious sensitivities. I'm not. And by the way, in other countries, especially in you know, other English speaking countries, the word, um, the see you next Tuesday word, it's not as offensive as it is in this country. Hmm. Um, it, you know, it's just different countries have the different have different levels of offensiveness when it comes to you. For instance, uh, you know, crap or damn. Those words aren't as offensive as, you know, the F-bomb and, you know, words like CNX Tuesday. For whatever reason. For whatever I mean, reason. Four letters to me is in four this country, letters to me. Sure. But it, it, it varies in the other English-speaking countries. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Um, let's see. Gold Coast lawyer Bill Potts said the charges were ludicrous and made a mockery of the law. <laughs> A shirt must offend some and might be amusing to others, he said. If a person is wearing the, the, the shirt in a church or religious rally where it is specifically intended to offend or cause disruption, then perhaps the prosecution might stand a chance. What? However, I mean, to criminalize a... juvenile or boorish, uh, or boorish messages, uh, bringing the law into dispute, the police are acting like thought police and censors. Well, he's right about that part, but right. I don't see why. I mean, what he's talking about there is a difference in degrees. Well, he's, trying, the he's, reason you he's wear talking that about the law. The reason you wear that shirt is to offend people. There's no other reason why that you would wear that shirt. It's then and it's okay. It's okay to wear offensive things and do offensive things. I mean, I don't support it necessarily. I've certainly I did my share when I was a teenager. Yeah, I worked uh, offensive stuff too. But yeah, I mean, my life wouldn't be any better if I'd been thrown in a jail cell because of it and charged with something. It certainly wouldn't wouldn't make me feel I mean, it wouldn't help me out in any way. And it's just it's just outrageous. Look, I don't know what it's what the laws are like in Australia, but the idea behind freedom of speech, at least here in America, was to protect the offensive speech. The purpose of the First Amendment was to enshrine that people who are offensive will not be punished in the way that this gentleman has has been punished. And here's the here's the here's the money um, shot as far as this thing goes. While there is always some limits to freedom of speech, you can't incite violence or anything like that. It seems to be now more than ever that our rights to freedom of speech and freedom of expression should be protected. Well. I don't know that I think that there should be a right uh, to a limit to freedom of speech. I think that on private property, you have the right to limit whatever sort of speech you want to. 
or allow as much as you want. But with, if, I, we're talking about the government here. We are talking the about the government. Limits the government. And if we're talking about the government, then if it's a public place, you should be able to speak freely. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And the features include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and click and download the... uh, Archive's going to be a little messed up tonight because... It's just the way it's going to be sometimes. We hard-timed the recording time, so since we talked right through one of the breaks because of a technical problem, that'll probably all get cut out. But anyway, for the most part, the archives are 100% complete, and you can download an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. No, you don't have to jump through any hoops. You just click and download the way a good talk show website should be. Freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting your own business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls and to the amp line. It's Sandy in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Sandy. Hey, I was just wondering if you could help me shed some light on a question I had regarding uh, this whole double standard regarding uh, men and women's individual sexual choices. All right. Like on, on the one hand, you know, men want their women to be, you know, perfectly uh, pristine, right? They want their own field uh, to be untouched, you know, kind many of... Went, many men would prefer to have a virgin. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, right. And, okay. you know, it's, it's kind of got a biological basis, too, right? Sure. Like, you know, they, they want to be sure that, you know, the, the person that they're with, their, their future spouse is, right, free from any kind of, like, life-threatening diseases or whatever. Okay. But and and also... The, 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 there's this... There's also the the, the, the biological imperative. Before you go on, Sandy, there's also the biological imperative that, uh, you know, that, that that the child is yours. If that way, you know, if she's a virgin, that that in fact the child is yours. Right, which which ties in with the propagating the species yep. thing, which you know leads men to kind of want to uh, like have sex with as many women as possible, right? So sure. they can spread their seed far and wide. <laughs> yes. But so, how is a Free-thinking libertarian supposed to come to grips with that, you know, because I, I, I mean, if you even let on, you know, I mean, for for example, I just got broken up with before I even started dating a guy because I think I was a little too free uh, thinking, you know. I kind of indicated that, you know, maybe I was a little like free-spirited. Too liberal, not conservative, not nubile enough, right? You, you wait. I'm am sorry if I'm confused here. Let it's me see a, if I've a, got a this paradox. straight. Like, you're, 
you are bra- you were bro- you were broken up you broke up with this guy or were broken up with because you wanted to be a little bit more sexually open is that what you're getting at that's what i think i'm i'm not I mean, it wasn't really you know what was your question i don't know if i quite understood it I, what is a free-thinking libertarian woman supposed to do to kind of combat that that sentiment because it's not even a sentiment that's that's fully uh, that 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 even libertarian men are fully conscious of. You're talking about that. You're talking about this. Guides their actions on a subconscious level. You're talking about the sentiment that a guy wants to go out and have sex with as many women as possible. That's what you're talking about. No, I'm combating? talking about the, the whole paradox. This whole uh, this whole push and pull between the idea that you want a woman to sleep with you, but you want her also not to sleep with her, you know, with you because you want proof that, you know, she's... In fact, know, chased. Uh, All right, Mark, you seem to understand I the question. I absolutely understand. Can you Look, explain it to me? So sure. Because I'm having trouble. Oh, yo, um, real quick, I'll take a pass at this. Um, she's upset, and, and and I think to some extent rightly so, um, and, you know, if it, if it is this... Not upset. It, 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 I'm wondering. Okay. <laughs> um, confused, perhaps? <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's confused as to these mixed messages that she may be getting um, from guys that, uh, you know, you, you want somebody who understands sex and, uh, you know, knows what they're doing. You want somebody who's interested in sex because you want to have sex with them. But you want somebody who's chaste and perhaps too demure to talk about it. And, and those seem disingenuous and uh, like lying to, to her. Right. Right, and if you right, and if you talk about these things, if you if you kind of indicate that you have a mindset that is accepting of people's choices in these matters, right? You, you know, I I accept that people have the the right to decide for themselves what their sexuality is going to be and how they're going to, you know, how they're going to act on their sexuality in their lifetime. You know, I, I, I got to say that I think you should do what you want to do and be honest about it is, is probably the best way to get into the best relationship with the best match for you. That and I'll agree with. Whomever it was that, um, you know, was, was foolish enough to uh, toss you over for, you know, whatever reason, it seems to me that they, you know, they, they, it wasn't a good match. And if it wasn't a good match now, it wasn't going to make it into a good match. That's true. I had a, Move on. I had a, a fiancé whom, um, you know, there's some things I liked about her. For one, she was really, really beautiful. Um, but that man, doesn't make for a very long term. It, it was d- it was damn long term because I put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. And but in the end, it it was just that much more painful. So I think that if you're going to let it, you know, it it if it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out, and you know, forget about that guy. Well, uh, yeah. If you're not on the same on limb here, that's the thing. If, if so many if so many men are not even consciously aware of this whole push and pull between you know the the chaste woman and the slut. Like you know that they desire they both they desire both in the same person, right mm. but I don't really. Um, like the only thing I want a slut for, um, and and by the way, I don't get to do any of this. Euphemistically uh, speaking, right? They I, want I, a woman. At, at some level, um, the, a woman. You know, I mean, you know, I, I hear enough stories from her or elsewise. She's going to fall into that category for me, and I'm not going to be interested in her. Um, but. You know, if she's just a, uh, you know, if she's just Randy for me, that's something entirely different. Well, maybe it's maybe I'm just not typical okay. enough of a maybe I'm not typical enough of a guy. But it would seem to me that uh, I'm interested in a, a lady that is compatible with my belief systems, and uh, that's all I'm really interested in. I'm not interested in in a uh, slut 
or or some some easy woman uh, to you know on the side. I guess a lot of guys are interested in in having sex with a lot of women. I'm not that way. I'm I'm satisfied with one. That's that's good enough for me. And I mean, I can certainly appreciate an attractive lady. I can notice attractive ladies, uh, but it doesn't mean I want to jump into bed with them. So I'm sure there are other guys out there like me. Uh, and if that's something that would be more compatible, I mean, if you get if you get your belief system out there up front and it's compatible, then it might work out. But if you've got two and uh, divergent belief systems, then it's probably not meant to be. No, but that, that brings me to my next question: Why is it that so many people see a beautiful woman and they immediately think she's a slut? I don't think they believe that. I don't think. I, I don't, they I, think I, that. I, I, this was well, this was an issue uh, like that that. Like came up with uh, the whole amp uh, perk that you guys had with Mark taking his shirt off, right? And then you know, another girl Whitney took her shirt off too, right? And, and there the, was a, she had a detractor. Yeah, she had a detractor on the forum that was calling her trashy or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, I think she called, the, she called the behavior trashy. I, I think that's just totally jealousy. I think I think that's just jealousy. And it was another woman that was that was saying those things. Sandy. Do we lose sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that was my question. I don't. Did so we answer it? I don't your, your answer. Your answer is that you should do what's if, what's if right the for you. Person is stupid enough to uh, allow themselves to be led by those those kind of subconscious. Uh, yeah, the the, the sort of so the the built-in opinions of society, what we've been taught is appropriate or not, or what they what they might say about you. Yeah, if you're going to live your life by other people's standards, you're going to be you're going to be unhappy for all of time. But right. if you live life by your standards, you come out with your set of criteria for what you want in life in a relationship, then you'll find it eventually. It'll come to you. You are you, and and this is to everyone. Are perfect, whole, and complete. If you act like you're perfect, whole, and complete, then things will be great. And if you act like you're not, then you're going to be broken. And you'll find someone that was looking for that perfect, whole, and complete person. More coming up. Thanks for the call. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at eight hundred two five nine. 9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can help promote the show. Very easy ways to do this. Everything from printing out flyers to amping the program uh, to voting for the show. There's so many different ways you can help, and it's usually very simple. Very easy and free. So go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn how you can help Free Talk Live. That's promote.freetalklive.com. You know, one of my problems in the last call, Mark, was that after I'd asked... Um, after I'd asked you to kind of explain it to me, I had a technical problem I had to deal with, so I got a little distracted, and I was tra- still having trouble really understanding what um, we were talking about. But from what you explained to me during the break was that our caller's issue was that as a lady in the American society, she's kind of torn over the uh, what she perceives as the typical American man's desires, right? Because that's what... 
we've been trained to believe that most American males want this. As she was describing, you know, they want the virginal lady, but at the same time, they want a lady that's really experienced in sex. Right. Right. That's what she was getting at there. And that that was bothersome to her. And and I can understand uh, why why she was feeling that way. Did I understand correctly? Yeah. Basically, the 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 terror between, um, you know, the the woman that that you would want to uh, raise your children and what it is that you imagine that, you know, that woman being chaste and and, uh, you know, clean mouthed and all those other things. And the woman that with which you'd be interested, you know, and excited by sexually. I see. And so I liked your advice that you gave the very end of the call, and that is that you really shouldn't be concerned about what's typical unless that's what you want for your life, right? You should be concerned with figuring out what would be appropriate for you, the kind of guy that you want. Do you want the typical American male? I mean, for uh, we're totally generalizing here, right? I mean, there are, uh, there are so many different uh, guys and so many different viewpoints and what they want, so I don't even know if it's even fair to even make a statement like this. But, you know, the typical American male, uh, beer drinking, likes big breasts, I don't know, right? Is that what you want? If that's what you want, then you can have that. There are plenty of them out there. But why would you want the typical American male? I mean, certainly if you're a liberty-oriented lady, there are a variety of unusual characters out there in the liberty community that might just fit the bill for you and they might not have anything to do with what is typical uh in the as far as the american male category is concerned certainly not every american male wants a virgin and not every american male wants you know some super slut right they want something unique Someone who's going to be special, someone who's going to be right for them. I think that, you know, the the, the best thing that you're going to come up with is to, you know, be who you are and and that way they'll, you know, know what you're advertising and there won't be any confusion. I think if you try to be something that you're not, then there will be confusion over, um, you know, who you are and, you know, what kind of match that's going to be. You mean like trying to play a role for the guy so you feel like he's getting what he wants? I think that that's that's essentially what she had to have been talking about. If she's not, you know, talking about being who she is, then she's trying to figure out what it is that they want. And I don't think you can deliver it. You know, I can't... How could you make yourself happy? I can't deliver what some woman wants. I can only deliver what I am. Do you right. understand? And if, so if I'm advertising a product that I don't have, there's going to be all kinds of confusion because then the woman's going to feel like, well, I, I thought I was getting something else. I mean, you're going to change enough over your lifetime. Even um, you know, delivering today what that product is, I'm going to change in five years, and so I'm going to be something different. Yeah, you know, I've never really understood um, a lot of the ways that Americans meet one another. The meeting in a bar thing, for instance, has never made sense to me. I mean, unless what you want is to meet another bar fly, somebody that is uh, more likely to be an alcoholic or just messed up, then why would you go to a place like that? Well, like, you're not going you to want to meet people, and it's not always easy to meet people. Oh, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's, the, the, people say that. They say that it's not always easy to meet people, but I think the biggest problem is they're trying too hard. I understand that I understand that humans are social animals. I understand that we want to be around other people, okay? And I understand the desire to have a partner and to have someone who's close and to somebody that you can love. I understand all that. And I also understand that people want it as soon as possible, but if you if you can have a relationship sooner, but it's a bad relationship, 
then wouldn't it have been worth waiting? Wouldn't it have been worth, uh, you know, just going, as you say, do what is right for you? I, no, I don't think that people think of it, about it that way. You're talking about waiting on a relationship? I, you know, people, not necessarily, people, people don't necessarily want that. What if I want to have sex with a woman today? Maybe my, um, you know, my, my future wife isn't available. Well, that's why we need legal prostitution, Mark. See, that would solve that problem, wouldn't it? Then we wouldn't have to go through all these rituals, right? No, I don't. I, I disagree. I think that it's oh, fine. So you want more than sex. It's fine and yeah, it's fine and dandy to date around and have a good time and meet a bunch of different people and have sex with those people or whatever it is that you wish to do. If that's what you want, sure. But if what you want is a relationship with someone that that is like you and someone that has the same value set as you, I don't think you're, you're not going to get that by pushing at it. You're not necessarily even going to know what you want in a relationship by until not, you've had some bad ones. Until until you've kind of sniffed around a little bit and and to see you don't you I don't even know how good things can be okay yes i will agree i will agree with you there but at the same I time i agree that bars are a, you know like it, yeah it seems a little strange but but libations loosen people up a little bit and then you can uh, you know start talking it's a it's a place where Essentially, people understand I'm going here to meet. It's not so yeah. weird or strange that somebody might be coming up in the grocery store. If you try to meet some, hey, you know, you try to try to try to strike up a conversation and ask some girl out. It can be a little strange. You know, if you just ask girls out on the street, hey, I thought you were pretty. I, you know, like yeah. to ask you out. That's not going to work, man. Well, apparently it works for some guys. They've got like these training courses or whatever on that guys take on how to do those things. Well, it's it's certainly a, a it's a training course on how to. Uh, Get guys to take your training course. Well, okay. I think it, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to badmouth what you're talking about here, Mark. I think that's fine if that's what you're looking for. But what I understood from our caller earlier was that she was she was talking about a relationship where she was expecting more, where it wasn't just oh we're going to get together and have sex, or where I don't think she even got that far. Okay, because she, she was talking about really satisfying the guy and really sort of focusing on giving him exactly what he wants. And I don't know if that's... I think she just was expressing confusion over his reaction. I don't think she was talking about giving him anything. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, let's continue. 800-259-9231. Maybe I was just confused. Let's talk to Don in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Don. Oh, turn down your radio. I'm here. Hey, Don. What's on your mind? How you doing? Just great. What's up? I was just listening to this, this gal that you were just talking to. Oh, I'm telling you. I met my wife 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I spent 50 years and 50 days with her. The most happy time that I ever had was with her. I, I think that's fantastic. Spent, I never spent a night away from her, and uh, I just lost her at St. Patrick's Day this year. Mm. Sorry to hear Sorry that. Sorry to hear that. 50 years. Mm. She made me sick, this woman that you were just talking to. Why is that? Huh? Why, well, why, anyway, why were you made sick? I don't understand. Huh? Why were you made sick? She was just confused. Uh, she's confused. She's more than confused. What do you mean? Well, uh, what kind of outlook has she got? What kind of morals has she got? I don't know. I don't know what you're getting at. I, she there. didn't really allude to them. Uh, she she said that she liked to have sex, which I'm sure I mean, your your wife and you probably had sex, right? Um, oh, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's good to have a wife that wants to have sex with you. Um, I, that's that's the only impression that I really got from her is that she liked to have sex. She didn't specify whether that that she would have liked to have had sex with a bunch of people, and I didn't get that impression. Well, I tw- I, I I did though. Mike. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I misunderstood what you were saying, but 
But it seemed to me like she was just catting around and wanting to sleep with anything and everything. Could have been, it could be I, I you know I I don't know but it, that's not the impression that I got. Okay. Anyway, uh, what problem we've got up here in Indianapolis and around Indianapolis is is our property taxes has been almost doubled mm. this year. Yeah, me we heard my about wife, that. Me and my wife worked for thirty years to pay off our residence, mm. and now that it's paid off. It looks like we're going to lose it because they raised the damn property taxes so high that oh, I can't man. pay it. I'm on Social Security, and I only draw $900 a month. You know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I think that people that are forced in that position, it's so sad to hear those stories. And uh, I wish that people would just say no. That Tell these government goons they've had enough. Look, you want to throw a couple of old people out on their butts into the street? Go ahead. We're going to have cameras and video, and we're going to record it as it happens. They're not going to come and throw you out of your house. Just stop paying these goons and find some other people that will also not pay and stand together and stand strong. Good luck, and I thank you for your call tonight. It's, so, it's such a sad story, and there's nothing. I, I, I don't know whether I'd be prepared to do what you're suggesting. I know I'm not prepared to do what you're suggesting. Would you, if you were in the government, throw a couple of old people out of their house publicly? Because that's what they'd have to do. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.